0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: My name is Ichabod Crane.
0: Hello and welcome to the first episode like of what you. we are calling the Ichapod Cranecast. Uh, I am Aaron, I am a writer for wiseblue.com and CodeAzeek.com and I also host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe, and I am joined by my friends, um, Maxwell Haddad.
2: Hello everybody, uh, thank you uh, for listening to our first ever episode of the Ichapod Cranecast.
0: And I'm um, Brandon Peters.
2: Hello, what Maxwell said.
0: Um, so to, to, to stop speculation, the Ichapod Cranecast is going to be a weekly podcast based around the new Fox television series, Sleepy Hollow. I got very excited while watching the first episode of Sleepy Hollow and figured, why not do a weekly TV recap show for it? Just jump jump on there before anyone else can. That's what, that's what I thought.
2: I mean, yeah. it is possible we are first to do this.
0: And could be the only we're, Could be. We're certainly the best named. I think certainly. That's,
2: I mean, yeah. we gotta register that stat.
0: The Ichipod crane Cranecast is not one that's gonna go out, not go, not go out fighting for sure. So uh, I'm looking forward to to talk about the show and watching it weekly. Like as much as I, as much as I think we're about to go into the silliness of this show, I think it's silly in a very good way. Would you guys agree?
2: Yes. Oh, definitely. I wouldn't be doing this if it was silly in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. If it was silly in a bad way. I'd- Probably
1: wouldn't be watching next week.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I guess we'll we'll go
0: over the. I guess we'll we'll go over the show. we, we you know this is our first episode. We got to get the hang of this. But I guess to go over just the very basics of what this is this this is a new TV show on Fox. It stars Tom Myson. 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 I'm not Meisen? sure. Myson stars Tom Myson as Ichabod Crane, the Ichabod Crane from the Washington Irving novel. He's been forced into the future based on things we'll get to. And he's now in modern times, where he teams up with a streetwise detective named Abby, and has to deal with the <laughs> the headless horseman, who is also in modern times. There's other supernatural elements at play as well, and we'll get it again. We'll get into all of that, but that's that is the basis of this show. It's it's uh, it was created by uh, Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi, who have been uh, quite popular in... A genre screenwriting of summer blockbusters, I believe, what the Star Trek films and the tran- um, the Transformer films, many many things. We also have a uh, Len Weissman of underworld fame, and uh, he's he directed the pilot episode as well as was part of the creation process of the series. I I, I, I joked with Brandon, but I, I do hold this is true. This is probably the my favorite thing that Len Weissman's ever done because I am not <laughs> a fan of most of his films. <laughs> and, um, his Die Hard was passable, so. Uh, yeah, I guess what. We'll, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, get into the. We'll get into this first episode here. So, um, all right. So the the show starts. It starts in the Revolutionary War, immediately making me like this show
2: as I wasn't <laughs> sure where
0: this was gonna go. But yeah, we start in the midst of a battle during the Revolutionary War. Ichabod Crane. He's, I guess we learned that we learn this later, but he is he's he was a teacher as he is in the Irving novel, and he's become a. A soldier, and uh, he's he's out there soldiering it up in the Revolutionary War. A horseman comes his way. Uh, Crane shoots the horseman. That doesn't take. Horseman gets back up. <laughs> he, he slashes. They're fighting. He slashes Ichabod. And before you know it, Ichabod, Crane decapitates the horseman. Uh, they both fall down next to each other. Giant flash forward about 250 years, I would say. And um, Is that correct? I hope that's correct. Um, and here we are, 2013, Ichabod Crane wakes up out of an icy slumber in some kind of weird cavern, uh, presses a button, a magical <laughs> door opens up, and he's, he's in modern times, 2013, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Ichabod Crane wanders into the middle of the road, strange things known as cars pass him by, uh, we see the sign that says Sleepy Hollow, it's all coming back to me, of course, now, uh, and, um, yeah, smash, we're, we're in there, we're in the, <laughs> in the credits... So uh, yeah, what do we think of this opening guys
1: um it's crazy um you have this horseman with the eyes wide shut mask so, It looked kind of cool um but the, the the civil or the not the civil war but the war being fought between like out in the, the woods in your backyard almost um was was Ichabod they said he was a traitor to the British though right
2: he, he was, was a british soldier s- soldier turned he turned to the side of America. And
1: working secretly for Washington, right? That's,
2: yes, he's yeah. basically a spy. Yes. There's a lot of a lot of uh, layers to this nonsense. Yes, there
0: is there is
1: explanation for explanation for explanation as we'll probably get into.
0: And, uh, yeah, and, hope, and hopefully, I mean, obviously, if anyone's listened to the Ichabod Crane cast, I can only assume that they watched the pilot episode of Sleepy Hollow before they're like, hmm, I wonder if I should try a podcast first. Yeah, so, spoilers uh, will be all over the place. Yes, but uh, so I, I have to imagine that many are aware already that there are a lot of layers going on. There's a lot to, a lot of information is given to us in this first episode.
2: Which, you know, that's basically the whole intent of a pilot is to be an exposition machine. And while yes. this this show certainly takes that to the extreme... I didn't mind so much because, you know, you have to lay the groundwork as to, you know, what the series is going to be and, you know, give people reasons to be interested enough to come back.
1: Yeah, and it also with, I mean, Ortsy is a, a very, in his personal life, very cons- big conspiracy theorist. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, that shows up very much in his writing here
2: to a, a big-time extreme. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's smart because, you know, if you take a look at Washington Irving's short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's a story we've seen done many times. Disney did it. Tim Burton has done it. It's popular around Halloween. So it's a good jumping off point to then make something a little bit different. And by putting in those conspiracies, they've effectively set up a way that uh, I understand how this can be a show that goes on a week-by-week basis. There's probably going to be you know, new supernatural occurrences each week new things for them to battle. And I even laughed because at one point they say that, you know, they have a seven year war to yes. fight. I'm like, well, they're going to go for seven years,
1: <laughs> seven seasons. Yeah. No movie. The, the, no movie, yeah. the,
0: the Washington Irving story is incredibly short, right? i pretty like, it's really short, isn't it? Is it not? Right, a-
2: it's, it's very short and it's in the public domain. So the, yeah. they didn't even have to pay any money to, to make this.
0: Yeah. So there's, this is pretty much as fr- the, it's as fresh as you can get, and it's aside from having a character named Ichabod Crane, a headless horseman, and a wife for Ichabod named Katrina, there's there's very little in the and the template you know set in Sleepy Hollow. There's very little that really connects <laughs> it to a, to the story, so uh, they have a lot of free reign. They, uh, oh oh yeah, where to go? That's what I'm basically well, trying to say.
1: And like the, the headless horseman, I mean, I think he in the Past uh, you know, decade or so has kind of gone by the wayside. As these, like when I was growing up, he was in the pantheon of like Frankenstein and Dracula and the Mummy and stuff. With the Headless Horseman was pretty high up there. He I mean, was I... used in stuff quite often.
0: I'll say right now, Sleepy Hollow is. I don't. I don't think it's the best Tim Burton film, but it is my favorite Tim Burton film. I I, so, li-
1: I I liked it a lot too. Um, I do like
0: it too, and I, I really like that take, and I like what the the kind of the backstory they established where, he, where he's like a he's a Germanic soldier, I believe, or like a and he he's basically like a like a he's a supernatural hitman in that movie, which made me really enjoy where they took it. But uh, yeah. So like having another iteration of the Headless Horseman character, that's interesting to me, even though you know you can't you're not going to get much depth out of the horseman himself. But I mean, well. Having, Going he into... hasn't
1: been used in a, in a long time. Is, has he been used a lot since Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow? I kind of no, feel like that was like no, a, bo- a yeah. bookend on on his usage. Because he was using a lot of, like, um, kids' horror stuff back yeah. in the day. Like, cartoons would do it, adaptations. I think, like, Goosebumps. There's an, in R- an, there's an R- R- Are You Afraid Afraid of the in Dark. dark. Yeah. yeah, they all, like, they, he was used quite a bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was up there in that pantheon, and he just went, fell by the way like burton's movie came out and that seemed to be kind of definitive and he was
0: he was gone so so who knows maybe we'll get like flashbacks to the backstory of the horseman before he lost
2: his head the most interesting thing about their use of the headless horseman here is they've basically retrofitted him into being one of the for Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which, I mean, would uh, naturally lead one to assume that this series will have three additional horsemen, and I'm very interested to see whether or not they have heads. There you go. There you Are go. they all headless? Are they half headless?
0: Well, we'll, Are we'll they get to, uh, We'll get to our, our segment at the end where we come up with a crazy theory for the week. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can speculate then, I guess. But let's uh, continue on, I guess, with the recap here. So, we've, um, so we're in present time, and now we... Uh, so we, we're in present time, and I've already like I'm already like yes, where this show is already like ridiculous enough to like I need to like I need to see where this is going, and then Clancy Brown shows up, and like it gets even more amazing. Like, I was, <laughs> yes. I, I I didn't I to so back up, I knew very little about this show. All I knew is that for for whatever reason, Fox greenlit a series that involves the headless horseman and a crane. So I didn't know anything about the cast or anything. So I didn't I didn't know if Clancy Brown was going to be a regular or not. Spoilers. He's not because he dies in like five minutes. But he, he did
1: get the and credit, which led me to believe, oh, Clancy
0: Brown's in this. There you go. Yeah. And the same with John Cho. I was like, oh, is John Cho in well, No, he's just a guest star. But, well, um,
1: once, once Clancy Brown met his fate, I knew John Cho's wouldn't.
0: Would probably come later in the pilot. They they couldn't shell out the big bucks to keep both tight titans of the industry, Clancy Brown and John Show yes. after for too long. But anyway, <laughs> we 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 bring in Clancy Brown. He's a police, a sheriff in Sleepy Hollow. He has a he has a streetwise mentee. Uh, Clancy Brown's very much the Obi Wan in this situation. The um, the detective's name is Abby Mills, the younger detective, Abby Mills, uh, played by Nicole Bahari, who um, I have only know from Shame the um, the uh, steve mcqueen film with michael fassbender i think she's been in other things as well but that she, was she um she's in 42 she's, she was just yeah, in 42
2: this past she was jackie brown or jackie robinson's wife yeah, yeah. she was good in that she was yeah She's so, very likable she has good natural yeah. presence yeah
0: for sure we will get to their kind of relationship with to their chemistry between her and right. as we go but yeah so we've established these two um abby is yeah like the mentee to Clancy Brown's mentor. I mean, he has a name, but he's Clancy Brown. Um, his, he's, his mentor character. And they go investigate something going on at a farm. A headless Horseman turns up there. He decapitates Clancy Brown. That's sad for him. She sees it. She doesn't quite know what to believe. We, we, we move on from there. Um, they put out an APB because this crazy thing happened and a person matching his description somewhat similar to the Headless Horseman shows up and that happens to be Ichabod Crane. Police cuff him, bring him in. That's where we, uh, our... Our heroes meet, I guess, as um, eventually Abby ident- identifies that this is not the person that decapitated her her, her partner, her, her mentor. Uh, yeah, she uh, she's, she's hearing now this story of this crazy man who's talking about things from the time of the Revolutionary War. Obviously, she's very skeptical about this. But that said, she did just kind of see a headless horseman decapitate her mentor figure. So, Okay, so where are we at with the setup? Oh. Well, so,
1: yeah, the, the Clancy Brown thing actually did take me by surprise, because... You know, he had the and credit, and I was like, you know, this would be a step for Clancy Brown to be in a regular on TV series. But, alas, I was fooled. Um, And was that
2: kind of a a Highlander tribute to Clancy Brown?
0: (laughs) There there can only be one, and yes, he was decapitated.
2: (laughs) I I always think it's interesting when a pilot has a, you know, even if he's just a character actor, like someone that people will recognize, a well-known actor... And then you like kill him off halfway through. It establishes stakes. stakes.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. someone like Clancy Brown, as opposed to someone like really like like if if The Following killed off Kevin Bacon, that'd be super surprised. But again, that's never gonna happen. It's the show that's right. clearly about Kevin Bacon. Clancy yeah. Brown's someone where you recognize him, but you don't think you don't necessarily you don't recognize him as a person that's like too big to be on this. So he's only it's like a one off kind of thing. It's someone that could like easily have yeah. It was a show. maybe maybe not. Yeah. Right. So if. I think I actually like, the best example of this, which actually didn't happen, was like Michael Keaton was known to be... They widely consider him to be cast as Jack and Lost in the, that original pilot, and they would have killed him off. But that actually, obviously didn't happen, and they cast Matthew Fox, and he became the lead of the series instead. But, uh, right,
2: and kind of a similar story. If you go back to the pilot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which Sleepy Hollow has certain similarities to, mm-hmm. um, they have a character in the opening credits who they kill off in the pilot. So that was done just to kind of, like, pull the, the rug out under the viewer and show that this show isn't afraid to, you know, kill people and, and you know, have stakes For sure. Yeah. And Buffy did have stakes.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, These jokes are going to run rampant through the Ichapod Crane cast, that's for sure.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> um, so in this period of time, do we meet Orlando Jones as the, the uh, what is he, like, the lieutenant or something?
1: I was wondering what happened to him, and then he uh, showed up on the
0: show. Again. Not knowing anything yeah. about... Captain, he's the captain. Not knowing anything about this, I was completely surprised that Orlando Jones <laughs> was the captain
2: of this. Yeah, and a very weird <laughs> casting, because I think of him as a comic actor. Yeah. And here he is playing the type of role I'd expect, like, Lance Reddick to have. He's uber yeah. serious.
0: It, well, it's been that yeah. I just watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because he and Andre Bauer are the, basically the same character on yeah. wild, five wildly different TV series. Very different shows. <laughs> and the captain's name is Frank Irving, by the way, and of course the...
2: Nice, nice nod to Mr. Washington Irving. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so so um, I'm trying to get a get together the sequence of events, but okay. So they all meet Ichabod Crane. Obviously, they think he's crazy. So the the at this point, the idea is to take to what to take him to. Uh... Well, he gets a lie detector test. Yeah, you get okay. That's all right. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Feel free to jump in and just explain the. Show. Well, he takes. <laughs> he gets a
1: lie. De- he t- gets a lie detector test, and he answers it you know, completely passes it with flying colors, so they determine he's completely insane. So she's supposed to take him to
2: the nut house or the insane asylum and then uh lie oh, what what about that? I was just saying lie detector tests are not that trustworthy because if the person telling the lies believes their lies then they're gonna pass it. Yeah, and
0: they, they even they did make a mention of that. And
2: so yeah, it's like
1: why know. why did you guys even over the, but they felt that he was so committed to the lies that he could—he was probably insane.
0: It's kind of like well, a have your cake and eat it too type of situation. It's like, okay, yeah. so we did the lie detector test, but obviously, it's not necessarily going to be crazy accurate. Plus, well, they
1: also—they also shock him by giving him the dollar bill and showing him. Oh
0: questions. my god! Yeah, what they show up—what year it is? And, and then
1: that. they hint to Illuminati uh, possibilities yes. by him turning over, but the camera lingering on the pyramid with the eye.
2: <laughs> I yes, they certainly do. I was like, up oh, here we go. Orky's at it again. We got yep. a lot
0: of we got a lot of symbols in this one. There's obviously the brand on um, the horseman's hand. Yes. Uh, we there's a lot of a lot of things going on to lay out the groundwork for the different. Oh, and the
1: the, the, the uh, pyramid that I showed up again at the uh, the church. Okay. The yes, it did. Priest,
2: the priest. I'm gonna hold off on that because there's some crazy shit there. But. Okay.
0: So so what what happens next then?
2: So she's gonna take him you know, in her car to the mental institution. And of course they have time to talk and she's, you know, doesn't really think he should be going to the mental institution. So they decide to investigate and <laughs> Inve- investigate. They do. Um, I'll have to take notes next time.
0: <laughs> that, yeah. Well, I can assure you on the, on the, on the next couple episodes we'll take more diligent notes to really be prepared for this. Cause we, we kind of hastily assembled this idea for a podcast, but that said, what is is there
2: investigation before or after the priest fight? It is before the priest fight, I believe, correct? Right, okay, so he directs them to the cave where he sort of came came back to life or whatever it is. I think he was frozen. I had certain, uh, and I think they even made a reference to this at the end, was reminded of Captain America. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so they go to the cave, and there they find a Bible, which we come to understand belonged to our first president, Mr. George Washington. The secrets are in Washington's Bible. Washington's <laughs> Bible.
0: Oh, there's plenty of plenty of fun humor about Ichabod Crade and Abby, uh, things involving obviously um, <laughs> racial tension, um, women, oh, yeah. women in power. Um, ich, ich. I li- I actually I like Tom Mison quite a bit in what he was doing. Yeah, like, he, he certainly yeah. he could have they could have played it like really stoic and dour, but he actually had a. a for this kind of show, he had a fitting sense of humor to go along with the idea of him being transferred, you know, a couple hundred years into the future. It, yeah,
2: I, I attribute a good amount of the success of this pilot to him. I think he yeah. like he like walks that line perfectly between, you know, serious British, uh, you know, soldier and like kind of roguish charm with that, you know, sly sense of humor, and I think they do the sort of fish out of water time travel humor well particularly with the racial and you know gender stuff which could have been icky or uncomfortable or misguided but somehow works really well
0: and it, we of course established that ichabod crane was an abolitionist so, right so so of course you love blacks
2: and women like that's... of course, of course. <laughs> well and, and yeah, but i mean you know, and, go ahead sorry
1: Oh, I was just gonna say in the fish out of water thing, the the thing I liked is that they didn't he acclimated pretty fast to things, and so they didn't they could have sat in a, a weaker television show would have sat and harped on the fish out of water stuff big yeah. time. Well,
0: and I well, felt like well, plenty of time to do that in, in later weeks, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So after the um after they find the or they go to the to Ichabod's frozen tomb, um, we then get to we get to the headless horseman scene where he shows up at a church and gets into a fight with the reverend. The reverend's Throwing all kinds of chain powers at him. Chains,
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, this all is where of a sudden, it. This <laughs> is where it wizard. amped up the. Yeah, it amps
1: up again. You're like, okay, this shit is crazy, and then, oh no, it's even crazier.
2: We'll show you how crazy, crazy is crazy. Yes. <laughs> right, and meanwhile, uh, on their way to investigate, Ichabod saw the priest standing outside of the church and instantly recognized him. So either the priest uh, doesn't age, is immortal. Or had a relative that looked exactly like him. I'm not. Call sure. Him,
1: can we call him Priest
0: Eastwood? Yes, okay. I, I actually I did. He did give me an Eastwood vibe. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Eastwood. The Reverend gets cornered essentially because you know the chains aren't holding up and uh. You know what? I want to correct myself. What? Cl- Clint Priestwood. Nice. That's yeah. better. That's better. Anyways, Anyways
2: that what, horse- what else do you expect from the Ichapod crane cast?
0: the, yes. uh, the, the horseman. The, the priest, uh, the sorry priest, the reverend, says, "Exclaims, he's not going to say, he's not going to say anything." So the horseman kills him. Um, he's dead. Um, same M O, of course, because he decapitates him. Um, so the
2: and and we assume, do we know at this point what the horseman is looking for or not yet?
0: I mean, I was pretty sure he'd be like, "Well, the horseman, of course, looks needs for his head." That's, that's that's all I ever guess when it comes to horsemen. That's always that's always what he's looking for. Uh, but we'll get to that because we'll get there um we we find um abby abby bray bring, abby brings um ichabod to the scene of the, of the of the Reverend's murder because it has obviously similar things going on a crazy decapitation um and at this point uh ichabod, ichabod that's our podcast ichabod manages to find um, katrina's grave so that happens uh, and he's like oh my wife's dead uh <laughs> as you do. Um, and okay so eventually we finally get ichabod to go to the um to go to the mental hospital. She brings him there. Um, and that night, we get more of the wife. So we we learn about the Katrina character, Katrina Crane. And she alerts uh, Ichabod about the the Headless Horseman, the fact that he's one of the four, four horsemen of the apocalypse. And she also informs him that the grave does not contain her body, but in fact contains the Headless Horseman's head, um, which, is <laughs> which is, of course, what the horseman's looking for. And it's, in fact, been guarded over by, by witches, um which is where the um i guess where the reverend comes into play obviously because <laughs> he has witch ties and um it, because it deals with the four horsemen of the apocalypse obviously this means that the end of the world is at stake here if things were to transpire in the the way they do in, in um, evil accomplishments <laughs> um, so with all this said what do we think of the uh, you know introducing the wife in flash in a crazy dream sequence form.
2: i mean it's it's an element that just builds more of those layers we were talking about earlier um i like the actress katya winter i think did a nice job she has a certain witchy vibe about her um and i thought the you know dream slash flack flashback was interesting i like all of the sort of stylistic choices that len wiseman used to differentiate between Real and not real, and between the different time periods, so this uh, sequence is very um, visually appealing.
0: I did too, and I, that can bring me to my thoughts on Weissman's direction. This, it's very, it seems very unlike Weissman. Um, I would say it's more akin to his work on the on Die Hard or Total Recall than it was to his underworld films, just because it, I mean, it obviously doesn't have the, the the black and gray hue or the blue the blue and gray hues that are known for that series, but it has a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of action in this. Sleepy Hollow show and it's very, it's very clear. Say what I will about Len Weissman's other movies. I always think his action is well shot. or At least you know what's going on on screen, and um, it kind of shows here. And, and yeah, he he certainly provides a stamp for the series to kind of mold itself after. And I I like that stamp. It's not as super intense as something like Hannibal or something like that from with from the David Slade school of TV pilots. But um, I I enjoyed what Weissman was bringing to the to the to the small screen.
1: Yeah, I have to say he. Had- some of his most creative camera, movement, camera movements were in this episode.
0: Yeah.
1: It took me by surprise.
2: I was I, I, like, whoa. Um, I mean, the the shot where, you know, the camera falls as the head is being decapitated, yes. like the camera becomes the head. POV shot, yeah. That's pretty nifty. You know, pretty cool little shot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe Weissman should just work in TV because he, he also directed the uh, – recent Hawaii Five O pilot, pilot. Oh, yeah, worked,
0: that's true, yeah.
2: You know, unlike his film work and its, uh, you know, efficiency. That's
0: also a Kurtzman-Orsi thing, too. Are they, like, I guess they're all friends. <laughs> I mean, I'm they... Surpri- I'm surprised they haven't seen a movie from them working mm-hmm. together. I guess, they no, but Kurtzman-Orsi,
2: they got that J.J. J. Abrams money, so they don't need it. Uh, I'm surprised J.J. J. Abrams isn't involved in this somehow.
0: He probably just gave a thumbs-up to a script he read from them and was like, yeah, yep, go <laughs> your thing.
1: I think it's starting to like branch off with like now his people are starting to get the the work he's they're starting to trust in his writing, collective.
0: They're certainly all busy. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're all yeah they're all busy, you know, giving five TV show ideas a year and two
0: so feature films. so during this time we established that John show is he's he's on the side of evil apparently, um, we learned that because that's going to come into play into this uh, to this uh, final um, final well I guess first we have to get to the. Um, Oh, yeah, Abby breaks out Ichabod from the, um, yeah. from the mental asylum. <laughs> right, as yes. she's
2: about to be sedated because of a crazy
0: dream. Yeah, and uh, so she, she comes in. She fakes a warrant to have him released, and they head out of there. I'm pretty sure that's kind of the end of that. <laughs> we got, I don't think we ever revisit the, uh, the fact that she broke him out. Of, uh, maybe at the end, but I mean, that pretty much gets away scot-free from that. Uh, yes. They head to the graveyard. They dig up the horseman's head, and, of course, the uh, horseman shows up around this time as well. And Which
2: he only knows to show up there because of his altercation with John Cho. Yes.
0: Yeah. It wasn't, was it really an
2: altercation, though? No, he kind of just he was like, "All right, I'll tell you where they are."
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. He chose life over decapitation.
1: I did. He have ties before that meeting, though, because it, it felt yeah. that way. Yeah.
0: we. I think we. I, yeah,
2: we. we find okay. out later that it was yeah. clear that
0: he's been he's in on whatever this All right. this okay. apocalyptic conspiracy is. <laughs>
2: um, How deep does it go? Oh my God. But
0: all—all this deep, deep, deep. all—all I'm trying to say is that we're getting to a giant graveyard battle, which 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 involves the headless horseman carrying a submachine gun, battling his way to try and get the
2: head back. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, look, if you know, you can talk about it, you can see it on paper, you can be, you know, pretend to be as highbrow as you want. You know, I love serious cinema, but seeing the headless horseman with this machine gun was fun awesome <laughs> yes it was oh yeah no no qualms <laughs> about admitting that and uh he, he can only battle
0: until the sunrise because he has to he's of course over to the sun because the headless horseman can't come out during the day that's I mean, ridiculous
1: and the, the sun has to rise rise like it yeah. can't just be coming up
0: but that doesn't stop us from seeing a full-scale action sequence of the headless horseman shooting at cops and at abby and at ichabod as he tries to get his head back there's a there's a there's a quote for, for the Headless Horseman's character poster right there. I was just trying to get my head back. Uh,
2: <laughs> Tom Jane is the Headless Horseman. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: the you know the effects for the Headless Horseman were pretty good. Yeah, for TV. And, yeah. and I, I felt like I think it was, you know, they did a real person probably with, you know, like a green screen green mask suit. On and it, it worked really well because it gave the figure tangibility you could sort of tell from his posture and gestures what he was thinking um he felt you know like a, a character with motivation and not just an effect which i was surprised and impressed by
1: yeah he wasn't just a goon there there was char- i mean him and the, the horse kind of even gave off some character as well
0: uh, during this time they uh, they managed to capture john Cho's character did you do that He's arrested. Well, He's arrested, right? Yes. Because he knocks out Abby during the, like... And then she Houston, bites right? him. and she bite yeah. Him. yeah. She bites him and CG blood comes out of his thumb. Yeah. I swear we're going to have a, a way better recap of the plot next week. <laughs> but, um, we're doing our best for this amazing pilot, which I'm sure you watched anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, this whole fight ensues. Why, why is it that uh, Ichabod's just like, hey, you can hang... Or that, like, police chief accepts that... Um, Ichabod's just hanging out with abby now is there
1: well, there's two witnesses there we go yeah the cops and
0: they right have there. his head and they have the head yeah so they have enough proof to <laughs> say. i mean i
2: i think it's clear at this point that you know there's something going on and maybe this guy can help
0: yeah, yeah. and they weren't able to help john cho because the headless horseman manages to or not even was it the horse no no no, no. no. My bad. no we'll get hold on we'll get we'll get to that in a second we'll get to that in okay. a second we find we find john cho has been killed uh and it was done by. I think I wrote this down in my notes. I have Goat Minotaur written down. That's what I. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I, I,
1: I. think it's Satan. Yeah, I think it's the devil. I that's
0: agree. that's fair. I. I liked writing Goat Minotaur, but Satan's a nice a nice way. If witness. we have I'm, the
1: four horsemen of the apocalypse, probably a way for him. For so.
0: Okay, so yeah, Satan's a character, of course, um, much like the Master on Buffy, right? Um, Very similar appearance. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. Um, they still um, they they come into John Cho's like what his cell and they see in the mirror they see Satan or whatever is kind of walking away in the mirror
2: walking into like a woods
0: into the woods yeah, yeah. the and similar
2: they, woods where Ichabod had his dream encounter before. with his his dream wife yeah yeah
0: and um, yeah the he mirror had... the mirror shatters at that point
1: well Which... like like the, the devil like zooms up yeah. and, like headbutts the mirror
0: it seems like yeah 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 that yeah, yeah.
2: kind of uh, I jump like, at that really point it was
0: yeah startling. I should I should also say because we completely skipped over this the reason why Ichabod was transferred forward in time um, when he di- when he died or fell down you know f- severely injured his blood and the horseman's blood merged together on the- that was another
1: level of amping up the crazy <laughs> right which is,
0: which is why they
1: landed on some stone perfectly yeah that their blood could trail oh my gosh awesome.
2: Right. Talking about layers, there's two things we failed to mention. Mm -hmm. First of all, (laughs) it becomes clear that Abby had an encounter with this devil when she was a child when her and her sister were walking in the woods, and there were these four white trees, which, if I understand correctly, are representative of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So she has ties to this conspiracy. Also, there's a scene in the episode where Abby is investigating the former detective sheriff clancy brown's office and finds a mysterious file cabinet with all sorts of crazy you know supernatural yeah, unexplained we, cases we
0: the, right we the sleepy the, hollow x-files yeah we established that clancy brown was very big on the occult and things of that right. nature and that she was obviously not necessarily following in his footsteps but certainly open to ideas as this is why she's able to happy to believe a great story at the end of this episode <laughs> Well, she believed it the whole time. She believed it the whole time, yeah. But yeah. she's – I mean, but we're – like, the pilot led us to Sleepy Hollow, PD. Like, it's, it's there. Like, we have the um, – we have everything we need to have. She's a streetwise black cop, and he's a revolutionary war soldier. 1781. <laughs> Together, they'll try to track down the Hedgesworth. We got all that set up in this pilot episode, and by the end, they're partners.
2: Right. Uh, and what I did also like about Abby Mills is that um, she's a really smart character – who was about to go train at Quantico, yeah. but decides because of her ties to stay with Ichabod. So I, I like the way they're approaching her character with a little bit of intelligence and empowerment and integrity. Good character. Yeah, she's Scully. Good. Yeah,
0: good. exactly. I mean, they are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Let's see. Anything else in this episode that we should try not
0: to not mention before we? John
1: Cho's death was awesome. It was. It was pretty good. Yeah. The the, the whole prison sequence in, with him in the cell and then. Discovering um, Satan in the mirror was quite creepy and well done. Took, caught me off guard at how well it was done.
0: I forget, okay, here's one thing because I wrote in my notes: horseman, horseman fight, shovel attack. So during the fight with the horseman, Ichabod Crane grabs a shovel and attempts to like beat the horseman, which includes him like knocking him straight up on like the stump of his neck, which yep. humored me to no extent. Um, and then I wrote down things like T2 and Demolition Man as of things that I could recall that remind me <laughs> during the show, because, you know, the horse the horseman just can't be stopped like the T1000. Well, and I I like
1: how he inf, uh can infuse his axe or weapon with uh incredibly heated up really good so it yeah, cauterizes the wound as he slices their head off so he's like ghost they r- they don't have to worry about blood problems with getting their TV rating. There you go. And then also, I noticed you only saw one head get chopped off in the entire episode. Like saw it, like, and that was the headless horseman's head. Every other head was a cutaway, and they found it later, which means they might only be allowed to cut off one head.
0: You get one one head per episode. That's, that's
1: I, I don't
2: know though. I mean, if you Fox look contract. at like if you, if you look at like the following, which was on Fox, I think in the same time slot last spring. I mean, that yeah. show was incredibly violent. So maybe yeah, they're just. Like, you know, actually setting a tone and an atmosphere instead of you know censorship, so to speak. Or they just yeah. filled their,
0: they filled their quota in the year for vagina necklaces and what have you. So they could, yeah like, maybe.
2: <laughs> well, these are I mean yeah these are just things
1: that I, I noticed as I was watching. I was oh like, for sure
0: yeah we'll see and I'll be curious next week as I I wouldn't imagine that uh Daniel doing a couple episodes in a row. Well I'll be curious to see kind of what the style is of that one if the and like what the what the show looks like budget wise compared to the pilot, because you know the pilot obviously would be a little more cinematic and a little higher budget because it has to establish a whole world and give you, give you the best possible impression of the show at first glance. You know the weekly version of the show, I'm going to be curious to see what the production values are there and what what's, well, you know, what's slightly
2: I, different. I, I do know they're move. They filmed the pilot in North Carolina, in one town, but they're moving to another town, so. It'll be interesting to see if it matches.
1: I think I to give it credit too. It gave a great sense of fall, like the oh, setting. For sure, yeah. Like, oh, it was incredible. Like, I just I was, and I was like, man, this is the perfect time of year for this show. It just weird that it struck my mind, but they really
2: nailed the look. Yeah, I mean, the the gothic fallness definitely came through. I agree. So let's see. Any
0: other thoughts on this uh, this first week's episode before we move on to something?
2: I mean, just kind of like as a general point. I mean. This all sounds so silly. It does. But I think that's it to, its, it's to its credit is that it embraces it and somehow makes it work. Like I think there's like a tongue, it's just enough in the show's cheek and in the actors I think are clear as to what type of show that it is, that it works really well.
1: And It, it doesn't sit and apologize for being the show it is.
2: No. Like it it could doesn't.
1: easily makes them like, yeah, I know this sounds stupid. It just it, it rides on it and I like that it's
2: not a shame to be the show it is. Right, it's not ironic. It's yeah. All right,
0: so um, let's get before we before we wrap up, let's get to the one the one thing that, <laughs> that I decided to establish as a thing we can do on the show called the Crazy Hokum Theory of the Week, uh, where we will kind of modify this segment as we figure out the show more. But I guess we could come up with a a, a possibility that the show could explore in the future, and uh, I I guess I'll go with I'd like to think that we'll get. Some kind of backstory on the horseman um, of who this person is behind this mask that was chopped off of his head uh, when he was back in Revolutionary War times. Assuming
2: he's a person. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, I could see that happening, definitely. Um, I guess my, you know, I don't know, theory, crazy notion, or something I think the show might do is I expect that we'll be seeing Clancy Brown again. I wouldn't be surprised if not necessarily every week, but at some point in the. the season however long it goes they end up flashing back and he probably knows more than he let on and i would like to see that happen more than
0: meets the eye
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. i'm I'll gonna build
1: on that maxwell um clancy brown will be back it'll be november sweeps <laughs> he will return and we will we will meet another one of the horsemen of the apocalypse now they've, they've brought in witches to this they brought in the bible american history now we're going to mix it with another franchise as clancy brown returns as one of the horsemen named victor kruger aka the kurgan As we makes a little <laughs> bit of highlander
0: <laughs> um, so many theories so little time all right um and yeah i, I don't really want to go into the next week stuff because they, they really just showed kind of a montage of things they ooh. have planned for the season Uh, Do we
1: want to read the synopsis for it? You can
0: do that. Do you have that handy?
1: I have it handy. Why don't you read it? Next week on... uh, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, episode two, Blood Moon, where, still adjusting to his 21st century reality, Ichabod Crane and Detective Abby Mills move forward in their mission to unravel the mysteries lurking in Sleepy Hollow. A frightful vision from Ichabod's former wife, Katrina, Sends the unlikely duo on a hunt for a vengeful witch from the 1700s, who has been awoken by unknown evils and is on a path of destruction in the quaint town. Meanwhile, despite all odds, Officer Andy Brooks is back and on a questionable mission of his own.
2: All right. Interesting. Sounds Interesting. T- sounds terrifying. Uh, sounds yeah. like
1: we are going on the monster of the week route.
2: Which I'm I'm fine I'm, with. I I'm mean, down. there's there's you know tends to be a. Uh... Uh, I don't know a stigma against that format, but if they if a show can can balance that with the you know the conspiracies or the mythology of the show, I'm all for that because it gives it agency in a week by week basis.
1: Well, I, I, I'm for it too. Is uh, especially in a season one where you're trying to find yourself, so you at least get to throw a lot of stuff at the dartboard and see what works and what doesn't, and you can find your stride by
0: doing yeah. Monster of the Week. The yeah. show certainly has to, to find it itself, and uh, we'll yeah. see where. But, that...
2: That being said, it it is pretty confident for a pilot. I mean, I think it knows what it wants to be and what it's going to try to be.
0: Yeah, so I can only hope that it... uh, I only hope that we continue to like this show in the same way that we did this first pilot episode.
2: Right, and and I think in terms of the the show's potential success, I mean, it did very well in the ratings. It got, you know, 10 million viewers and a 3.5 in 18 to 49, which is the best Fox premiere drama in, like, six years. Ooh. So yep. I mean it did better than the following so yeah without a star like Kevin I mean Clancy Brown is great but he's no Kevin Bacon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see you know obviously shows level off if it you know keeps its audience interested or, or or how that goes
1: Well and Fox shows also start earlier than some of the more popular ones that have yet to come back which this will be competing with something like Dancing with the Stars or uh, Revolution, I think. Is or that. The Voice for from here th- on out.
2: I'm trying to think. I think
1: Revolution was a Monday show, unless they changed it.
2: Oh, this is a Monday Revolution show. Is on,
1: Revolution is on Wednesdays now, I believe. Yeah. Tuesdays or Wednesdays, they moved it. But one of those really popular reality shows, either The Voice or Dancing with the
2: Stars, will be going. I think. The, I think The Voice is on at the same time. Well, they could be. Dancing I don't with think. The I don't think it's really the same demographic though all right i think
0: we've i think we've officially talked about this first episode and i thank any listeners for tuning into the first episode of the Icapod ichapod crane cast um i know maxwell brandon and i were certainly happy to discuss the show because that's why we all grouped together to, to do it and um hopefully as we continue week after week we can either get better at this um gain more listeners and not to have to worry about our quality or do both uh, so we'll uh We'll, we'll see how that goes, but let's uh, let's go over where we can uh, can all find more of each other's work here. Uh, uh, Brandon? Uh,
1: you can find my work at whysoblue.com and then I have my personal blog uh, Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com and also you can follow me on Twitter at bt peters.
2: Maxwell? Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemaxwell and check out some of my musings and writings at cinemaxwell.com
0: and of course I am Aaron And you can find my work also at WhySoBlue.com You can also find me at TheCodeToZeke.com And I do a weekly movie podcast Called Out Now with Aaron and Abe um, And a Twitter Twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3 So with all that said um, Guys, thanks for <laughs> Thanks for coming with me on this, this Sleepy Hollow journey that we're about to embark on Thanks for bringing us and, Thank
2: um, you, I'm happy to be here And do it
0: every week Yep, so we'll <laughs> We'll see where this takes us, and uh, until next time, heads will roll.